All right. Okay. I just wanted that's, to know. That's for you. That's for you to edit and you do not know about. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. That's the deal. He's really uh, – I've got a second Kyle on my hands. This is really great. <laughs> yeah, whatever, dude. That's your problem. <laughs> yep, hey, man. I don't know what that is, so – you're tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. Give the gift of something eventful with a new update. The Silph Road is too legit to quit after some big news. This weekend might be a bit rocky, but also be electrifying. And more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to the GoCast podcast, episode 192. It's May 17th, yet another Tuesday evening. We're hot off of the last recording that we did on Saturday, and the episode just came out yesterday uh, as of us recording this. And because we have our meetup this weekend, this will also be out in a few days. So goodness me uh, th- that's the timeline i'm your host chris and as always i'm joined by my co-host kyle hiya hey kyle how you doing i'm doing okay yeah, yeah. okay great i should not be surprised by this any anymore every single week i'm like oh yeah how interesting <laughs> just okay huh <laughs> hey hey wait either last week or the week before i was good that's true and i oh, think wait, you yeah, celebrated I, was, I was good in our last recording i'm pretty sure good is better so. than okay yeah, it exactly. is. Uh, there's a tier system, and that's a tier above, a step yep. above. Yeah, and speaking yeah. of a cut above, we've got oh. Mitch with us as well. What's up, man? Oh, stop. Well, a lot. Well, a lot, and also nothing right now. So okay, wow. I I can't I can't extrapolate anything reasonable from that. Do you want, do you want to uh, elaborate a little bit? Oh, actually, hold yes. on, hold that thought. Hold that thought before we get started on anything, because I do have your goals from a couple of weeks ago and our goals from last week. So we'll hop into that. And I also want to hear about some exciting news that you have, Mitch. And uh, I've got something too, Kyle, unless you're hiding something, do you you have something exciting to share? No, no, I do not. (laughs) You got to keep us grounded then. That's what you got to do this episode. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Shout out to a brand new patron of ours, MoFi. Thank you so very, very much for your patronage. We appreciate you, and we hope that you're enjoying the server. You're the best. More about Patreon and patronage at the end of the show. Okay, so we set some goals a few weeks ago with Mitch when he was on here last, and it's a good thing I forgot to follow up with you because here you are. You could follow up with us in person, so to speak. I wish you hadn't. Ah, well, <laughs> we, that's that's why you write them down. That's why I write them down. And <sighs> Kyle and I set some goals last week. So let's go through our goals and then, uh, I, you know, just share something exciting if you got something to share. But let's go with you first, Mitch. You left us with some goals on the 3rd of May. It's now the 17th. <sighs> you wanted to mega evolve both of the Lotties. Did you manage that? Yes. I did Excellent. That. A shining... Or a shiny flying Pikachu. No, they were not shining for me. Even after the makeup <laughs> one, I thought, oh boy, there's one more. But nothing. <laughs> no. Nothing. We're and bad then seven- the story. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 70 kilometers. Oh, okay. That was uh, for the week of the third? Or after that? Yeah. Tenth? Yeah. No way, dude. That was like all of the work <laughs> from finals uh, fell on my head like a cinder block. 
That's fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, finals does do that. Uh, so that's one out of three, Mitch. You're fitting right in here. All right. Uh, <laughs> 33%. Kyle, you wanted to finish your, your Pony Island special research? I did, yes. Excellent. The catch challenge? I did, yes. 400 water Pokemon? No. How close hmm. did you get? I did not get close. Okay, but like, can you give us that number? I, I want to no, know how no, much. I, no, I, I can. Cannot. I can. I can, you I can look if you want. Oh I yeah, we can look it look up. Right. I'll just, I mean, I'll, only I'll if your list not. isn't long enough that you have to have to scroll <laughs> to find. Uh, I'm gonna have to. Well, uh, I know with, with uh, probably 200 plus people on each of your friends list, have fun. But uh, I did not get to go out and play. Like right after we recorded last time, some stuff came up. And then it's only been like two days. So that was That's that was true. the plan for getting most of my catches and it didn't happen. Uh, uh-huh. Did you get any progress with your Gengar best buddy, though? I did. I did. Good. Not a whole lot, though, because I, I didn't walk a whole lot in the last couple of days. So I missed those hearts. But yeah. Yeah. Otherwise. So three out of four. Not bad, man. Not bad at all. Uh, I wanted to catch 600 water Pokemon. I'm like 20 short. <laughs> I got pretty close pretty close uh 50 eggs i did not do that in three days i don't know why i set that for myself we're just on autopilot here same with 25 kilometers i don't know what i'm doing but a shiny (laughs) i did do that one out of four for me oh no No. this is a bad week oof (laughs) give me that belt yeah you can have it get all four pieces that it's in now (laughs) because we've sliced it vertically and horizontally right yeah, that's correct. That's correct. All right. Well, uh, before we actually roll on here into the news, Mitch, you said you wanted to share something with everybody. Oh, I have I have some beautiful and exciting news. Um, so, oh boy, soon after the episode one ninety, and I I believe I mentioned in there like I'm I'm gonna study in Sweden this summer for the whole month of July. I was like vibrating because the tickets for Berlin Go Fest hadn't gone on sale yet. And I didn't know when they would. And then, you know, who to my wandering eye should appear, but like the next morning, uh, GoFest Berlin tickets. And I did snag for July 2nd, early access tickets, and I didn't know what they were. So I just got the raid and egg bonuses. Uh, <laughs> but I'm going to Berlin GoFest. So. All right. All right. We're going to have super player himself will be there. Kyle and I will not be there. (laughs) You know, this this is actually a good thing to talk about, too, because we didn't really bring it up on the show because it wasn't relevant, really, for most people. Right. Different aspects of the ticket. For those who don't know who didn't buy it, you could buy an add on to your ticket, pay extra and get a, a benefit for the day that you're going to play. I don't remember the specific numbers. If either of you do. You know, that would be great, but they're strange. It's, it's, it's bonus raid passes and shorter hatch distance. I don't know if you got extra like hatch candy or something like I that. I think it's just a quarter hatch distance as opposed to a half. How do you two feel about them selling those extra bonuses to you? Mitch having bought them yeah. and Chris the idea. I bought both not knowing <laughs> what it meant at all. Um, I'm not really going to get to take advantage of the the, the raid pass one because I believe it's like every day that GoFest is occurring, you get uh, 10 or 12 extra raid passes from spinning gyms. I'm not going to be – I just don't have the time to stay there and do that. I mean I'll – I might for the first, but um, 
I just, I was so frantic in buying it and I didn't want to miss out that I just clicked them both. And especially uh, the the egg one is lame. I think that's definitely not worth 10 bucks, but I have really, it. Yeah. So yeah. just, just to clarify for me, Mitch, that those two bonuses, those two extra add-ons, they're active for, you know, all three days of the GoFest experience, even if you don't have tickets to those days? Yes. Well, I think it might be only uh, it's limited to the city that you bought the tickets for. I'm right. Of sure. course. Yes. I, yeah. Yes. I, that, right. I, that I do believe is true. Yes. So it, it would be only active in Berlin, uh, one would think. And it Germany. would be, yeah. uh, you know, if for, for the Berlin add-ons, right, for the Berlin mm-hmm. um, ticket, it'd be in Berlin. And then so let's just say you are going on Friday, but you are staying Saturday and Sunday as sort of like an extended vacation sort of thing mm-hmm. or you're there. You might as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, this would allow you to also enjoy some form of enhanced gameplay, but not the full GoFest experience. Um, so you can still kind of make like a weekend of it, but it's not like going to be your main thing. And so from that perspective, I think it's wonderful. If it was just one additional thing for the day, I would be vehemently opposed to this thing. I think in addition to the event like that, unless it's really priced incredibly cheap just to get in. And then the good stuff is behind what would have been a normal ticket price. I could see that model, but not full ticket price plus full ticket price plus full ticket price. Mm -mm. For one event. Now, I'm more than happy to pay for tickets if I feel like I'm going to get value out of that the other two days. So let's just say I went with a bunch of friends and we were all just trying to scramble to get tickets. Some of us are on Friday. Some of us are on Saturday. And one or two of us are on Sunday. Mm. And we're all going as a group of like 12 because we have an Airbnb or something like that. That would be ideal because then the rest of us, while our other friends are doing that before meet up for dinner or whatever, or like let's meet up for lunch and ask them how they're doing and then split up again, the other people can go out and explore the city. And I think also from a promotional standpoint, it's brilliant. It's brilliant because it's keeping people in the city, moving around, looking at stuff, interacting with with points of interest, gyms, you know, just just normal tourist stuff. I, I think it's a smart move. But again, pricing is everything. When it comes to this sort of stuff. So I double checked when I literally went to go buy a ticket because I could not find the information anywhere else. Yeah. Uh, It is for the weekend. So it is Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Perfect. But it does not say per day for the raid bonuses. So that's 12 raid passes for the whole weekend. Plus 5,000 experience for each raid. Six additional candy and three candy XL per raid. Now, Mm. on the surface, fantastic. That's an amazing value. It's uh, 10 pounds on the website, which is, you know, like Like, $18 or something like that. I don't think it's that bad of an exchange. I I think it's good. I don't. Is the dollar up? I have no idea. I'm going to sell all my gold. (laughs) Sell the oil. Um, So the bonus is fantastic i just i don't like that it's being sold separately and i i think the hatching one is is a a horrendous value it's it's awful oh yeah, oh, yeah. well for you guys you guys are going to seattle i am assuming mm-hmm. yes and yes. are you gonna buy these yeah yeah i mean if if we if we don't get the tickets i i will buy both of them because you know if we weren't in our position and i was doing this for fun i 100 would not be buying the hatch one not because it's a bad value. It's if you want to hatch eggs, it is a solid value. But at an event like this, my goal is not to hatch the eggs. The eggs hatched are a byproduct of me actually doing actionable things, I suppose, you know? 
And I don't know, it frustrated me that these were like sold as additional bonuses. It and be, yeah, it's go fest. You're right. It well, should just and be you max can't, bonuses. You can't add them after the fact either, which is a mm-hmm. huge mistake. What? Which, how? How? Which like feels good to someone like me who knew nothing because the first like Berlin is the earliest one and I'm just like, oh my God, yeah. what if I can't go? What if it, everything sells out? And just, and the other, so tickets aren't sold out as of right now, correct? Nope, they are not. As so far that, as I can so see I could have waited, but still. You could have waited, but you didn't know that you could have waited. Yeah, no right. one wants to wait. That's no. terrible. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah it's, it's compared to the thing that I also want to share before we get started here is that um, so Mitch that's exciting you're going to Berlin Go Fest uh, we'll have a rep there that's fantastic Yay. and he's going to have a great time and and Yahoo that's cool, cool, cool. Great. Um, uh, Guten Tag myself and DeFi I might be stealing some of her thunder here um, are <laughs> attending the Ohio Pokemon Go International Championships June 24th. Yeah, there we go. June 24th. We had to snag tickets. We had to snag tickets online today. They were released in three waves. The first wave passed both of us by. The second wave treated us much nicer. They sold out within one minute, but I did manage to grab one. And so did DeFi. So we'll be there. It's going to be fun. I I can't. I don't know what to expect from competing. Not exactly my wheelhouse, but it'll be fun to share the experience and pick DeFi's brain because she'll actually have something interesting to say about it. You know, there's all that stuff. We should probably just get into the news, don't you think? Yeah, sounds good. Yo, what up? It's the news. So we had so much news last week, and this week we have not very much, which is okay. The pendulum swings, you know, one direction and then the other. That's how it works. But we also have a bunch. This is probably kind of the quiet before the storm, to be super honest with you, because we're going to get a lot of stuff around GoFest. Even though we have GoFest details, this has always been a very busy time of year for Niantic. So it's a reasonable expectation to see some exciting things coming up. But here we go. Two new things that came out as of, uh, I think, yesterday and today. The first one is gifting event tickets. This is not news. (laughs) The episode that we had Ken and Adam on, we talked about this a little bit, but it reads, Trainers, one of the best ways to explore the world around you is with your friends and family. So starting with May Community Day's special research, trainers will be able to purchase and gift tickets to any of their Pokemon Go friends that they have achieved a friendship level of great friends or higher with. More tickets, including tickets to the Global GoFest event, will be available for gifting soon. Uh, I'd recommend taking a look at this post, especially if you're like, how am I going to do this? Because they have a bunch of like step-by-step instructions on where to go and how to send tickets. A couple of uh, questions I saw floating around today, and maybe the two of you have seen some other ones, but what happens if you send somebody a ticket that already has one? They're not eligible. You can't do that. So don't worry about wasting your money there. Um, can you deny a ticket? I believe that you can. Yes. Uh, and, and that's pretty much it. The UI looks nice. It does give credit to the person who sent it to you and stuff like that. So, um, I can't think of anything else people might want to know. You you guys have any thoughts on this feature now that we have a couple more details, it's definitely more fleshed out in the post, but how do the two of you feel about it? It's, it's just positive. I, I honestly don't have any thoughts one way or another i honestly haven't seen anyone really talking about it it's not exactly game changing in any way it's just really nice i i will say and i think i mentioned it when it was first announced when ken and adam were with us 
this is not common for mobile games. It's very common if you're in the the PC gaming or any other gaming really uh, circuit, but you can't gift stuff in other mobile games almost ever. So this is great. Yeah. Usually gifting kind of is it's like it's just another currency in a mobile game. Mm -hmm. You know, like you just send likes and stuff to each other. You just acknowledge each other's presence. And that's usually this is above and uh, away. Very, very different. But it's also fascinating because this is the sort of thing that you would think would go hand in hand with a game that would have some sort of built in robust social system. Mm. And it just (laughs) doesn't. (laughs) And yet we're like, no, this is a perfect thing. What a unique space for Go to be in, you know? Right. They know how to code this at least a little bit right now. So maybe (laughs) someday in the future we'll get. Uh, as with the next piece of news, there's they're integrating outside things like Discord integration. Wouldn't that be oh, nice? That'd be so cool. That'd be sweet. Just just anything, really? Any app? <laughs> Line? Like, WhatsApp? I don't care. Emotes. Just, just give me emotes in the lobby. <laughs> yeah. An in-game emote system. Remove all the BM emotes. You're fine. Yeah. I just no, mm. just, just let us emote our, our, our top five pinned favorite stickers. And then you can't attach those stickers to gifts. So you have to have one in order to keep it. And so then you can rotate them around later on a cooldown or something. Like, you know. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Why not? We're asking a lot. I just uh, <laughs> yeah. The game needs the bare minimum social anything. The fact that a game that released on mobile like twelve years ago has a clan system and Pokemon Go doesn't have anything is just almost unforgivable. Yeah, I kind of wanted a club or something. That would have been cool. A guild, Team Harmony yes. or something. Like make your own little something. We could have had a flag. We could have done the whole thing. That's right. And then we could have made a castle. And we could have sieged other people's castles and other. This is not the same game anymore. (laughs) Sorry, my bad. My bad. All right. So there's another piece of news here, uh, which is it's just really exciting. Actually, if you've been around Pokemon Go and involved with Pokemon Go in particular when PvP first came out, this is going to be a big deal to you in some way. Uh, Niantic sponsors The Silph Road. Niantic is excited to announce our new sponsorship of The Silph Road, a grassroots network of trainers whose communities span the globe. The Silph Road has acted as a hub for Pokemon Go players to connect with each other, find local communities, and participate in meetups and tournaments since the game's beginning. We recognize the incredible contribution they've made to countless communities, and so we are thrilled to partner with them to help reconnect local communities local communities as we shift focus to IRL play. Here's how the sponsorship will benefit our players. Ensuring that Silph Road stays ad-free. While the Silph Road is sponsored by Niantic, you'll never have to worry about third-party ads on their websites, including silph.gg and thesilphroad.com. Development of new ways to connect players to Niantic and each other. We're creating new ways for players to meet, play, and talk to each other to help reconnect local communities and create avenues for Niantic to support them. A new community ambassador program created and maintained by Niantic will be working with Silph Road to launch a brand new program that provides perks and rewards for active communities and their leaders who run in-person events. Keep your eyes peeled for more news on this program and how you can join. We know that the thriving communities are the backbone of our game, and we're excited to partner with Silph and their years of community support to reignite in-person gameplay. Meet you out there. Okay, so... 
that's really exciting. Now, I think what our task is, the three of us, is to kind of dismantle this um, corporate talk a little bit and, and actually figure out what this means to the, the layman Pokemon Go player. When you tell, when you find out, can you tell me? <laughs> like, okay, I that's that's a little bit reductive, I suppose, but it's it's nothing but a positive. But we don't we don't know actually anything that this mean that it benefits for anybody yet. We can only hope. Uh, I mean, I guess this was inevitable. Because I mean, the Silk Road has just only has has not uh, gotten. It's definitely not gotten smaller. Um, and they, um, I think this is a good at least PR play for Niantic because everybody loves the Silk Road. To my knowledge, I don't think they've done anything to make anybody angry in the way that Niantic don't has. Think so either. I mean, okay. I'll, I'll when I get my chance to speak, I'll say it. I'll say <laughs> okay. Um, and yeah, I don't, and uh, I guess it just scans more also for Niantic because they, Sylph used to be like, it, it used to be like you meet in person and do a Sylph tournament, which I have never gotten to do, but maybe soon. I mean, this weekend, I guess, um, but yeah, which woohoo, just aligns with their pushing of their values for in-person gameplay yet again. Yeah. I would 100% agree. Uh, I mean, the Silk Road has been around forever. It's been here since day one. Uh, even before PvP was in the game, it was doing <laughs> trainer cards. It was, you know, helping people connect about, like, what are your focuses? What are these things? Handshakes, all that sorts of stuff. They, like, even had infrastructure for content creators through the handshake system and things like that. It was and still is and continues to improve. Uh, and, you know, it's just one of the best things that we have around. And so, like, this has been a long time coming. I kind of wish it had happened a long time ago, but it is an exceptionally good time as they have pointed out that they're pivoting back to IRL gameplay. Now, th this entire thing is written rather vaguely. You're right. You know, and like I said, we needed to dismantle it, but Kyle also made a good point. To, to what point? There is nothing after that. <laughs> There's not a lot of substance beneath the thin layer of, of corporate speak. There's three things in particular to point out. One, that they're sponsoring Silk Road so that it's going to be ad-free, which is really good. That means they're probably giving the money to some degree so that they can not run ads on their sites. Now, mm -hmm. this is really good from, from a, a corporate standpoint and also from a consumer optics standpoint, in my opinion. Because when you don't have ads, it adds a level of professionalism to a thing. Not that running ads are are, are poor right there's nothing wrong with running ads right but like i would never fire up a pokemon game or a pokemon mobile game even even if it's even if it's free and expect to see an ad and so that sort yeah. of like brand presence is the sort of thing that when you are working with a company like niantic that is essentially an extension of uh tpci in this game's case you have to adhere to those brand guidelines which includes weird things like that Right. Mm. Um, I'm saying this like I know I know this to be a fact, but this is just, I mean, observational sort of thing. Right. Um, number two is that there's this new community ambassador program. We don't know what that means. Mm -hmm. We don't know if yeah. like that. <laughs> don't we, that we don't already? know if <laughs> well, no, that, see, that's 
Well, it's it's something different because they yeah. wouldn't be talking about it if it was. <laughs> right. That's the weird right. part. Right. <laughs> so, you know, uh, as Kyle and I have a relationship with Niantic, this relationship does not have a name. This new relationship does have a name. And so I'm curious on what that is like, if it's similar, if it's different, if it's mm-hmm. something that Sylph is handling, et cetera. We don't know. That'll mm-hmm. be exciting to learn. And the last thing is, is the the more like social connection and things like that. It's funny. We were talking about how uh, yeah. <laughs> we were just talking about the last the last news thing about how the game has literally no social connection whatsoever. And it would be incredible to see that come along with a grassroots organization like the Silk Road. And that's just that handshakes yeah. in game would be well. I guess that probably is not unreasonable to uh, no, expect. No, that'd be awesome. Um, but the one thing I said that I, I wasn't a fan of was: Do you guys remember when they were hatching and the the, the happening stuff? They were gathering information on happenies hatch rate and eggs. Uh, I mean, um, not specifically. Why? I remember yeah. the. I remember they do that all the it time. Was a, but... It was Easter, either two years ago or something like that. It was flower yeah. crown happening, hatching out of eggs. It had a very, very, very low rate, and it was like the banner thing for the event. Mm-hmm. So people were very upset, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When they shared their numbers of their <laughs> sample sizes, they were like sub one hundred oh, <laughs> eggs hatched, God. and come I was on. just like, "Come on, guys, you're better than this." Yeah. That has never been a thing since, and that was like the lowest point for goat communities. So I don't hold it against so anybody. That that brings up a fantastic point, though. That's worth mentioning. Being sponsored by Niantic, you don't know what kind of limitations that might come with you you can't have a sponsorship and then have freedom to say whatever you want dump on something right a lot of times well you know it obviously it depends on the sponsorship it depends on the relationship between sponsor and sponsee no question about it but generally speaking you're not going to expect someone who's sponsored to be posting negative articles even if the articles have reason to be negative. If they're constructive, they might be able to because they're pretty good with the relationship with press if, and content creators. If the Silk Road has to, let's say, run stuff by Niantic before some stuff can be posted, Ugh. that makes it more problematic than beneficial for the community. Yes. But again, this is this is me inventing a scenario we don't know in any capacity, how that's going to relate. I mean, you can already see examples of this, right? Uh, There are certain content creators that have entered into a relationship with Niantic and things that have been on their channel previous, like promoting a third party auto catcher are now gone. There are other small examples like that and pick a content creator. You can probably pinpoint two or three things that have might, might have changed once they started working with Niantic in some way. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you from our experience, Kyle and my experience, we have been told over and over and over again that anything they tell us or share with us should not impact our opinion and the content we create. Mm-hmm. But we're also not getting like sponsorship, like with payment, right? That's, yeah. that's a different story. That's what you're saying, Kyle. Yeah. I think I, I, I feel like there's a, there's a line that I don't know exactly where it is or how it's crossed that influences it and can be potentially damaging. Mm. Well, I can't, but I can't think of an example right now of Niantic, like 
silencing a creator like trainer tips for example he's still like he's sponsored and he's totally like they pay for stuff for him like you guys anyway and he, mm. he says whatever <laughs> but but it's not the same relationship now that i'm saying this yeah it's it's a little bit it's a little bit different because like getting uh getting like travel reimbursement or getting tickets or things like that like that's very common for for most most pr groups when they work with with press with other sorts of things in any industry but like in this case it's almost like they're acquiring silk road but they're not Mm -hmm. yeah well the question is what's we don't know what it looks like obviously the sponsorship could be hey we're paying your bills from now on Whoa. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we don't we don't know that if that's the case, they're going to have a lot of say in what gets posted. And if it's not the case, you know, maybe they just want to have connections so that that the Silk Road can be more official, in which case. OK, great. Awesome. We can yeah. we can sit here and speculate positively and negatively for, entire, you know, for the rest of tonight. Yeah, there's, just, it felt it occurred to me and it felt important to bring up that there are potential problems yeah i think also one of the other things that's going to happen from this is that what about the other things that were or other organizations that are like sort of competing in market share with self mm-hmm. like go stadium mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well i this is i think this is going to be good for pvp for sure because now self is super legitimized and all these cups that they put so much hard work into and that like Every time I like hear like the PvP corner, like the commander stuff and all this cool, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I just, I just, it blows my like. They should do this kind of thing in like the main series games. It's awesome. That is a that's Niantic has some part in that now. It's and it's just gonna, it, it's not gonna hurt that for sure. Hopefully, yeah, no. And I think most of us for years were saying like, oh yeah, like. You guys don't have a rank system in place yet. Sylph's had it for years. Just you, you just buy them. Just buy them. We said that a long time ago. And uh, I kind of like this better. I like that they didn't just buy them out. It gives them some mm-hmm. creative yeah. uh, agency still. So that's, they didn't buy great. them out yet. <laughs> yeah, who knows what the future might hold. But uh, like Kyle was saying, this is a lot of speculation at this point in time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So I think that's a sign that we need to wrap up the new section there. <laughs> and uh, Kyle, you literally asked for it. It's now gear up. So this week on gear up, we're going to talk about the stay at home go fest 2022 and more particularly how to get prepared for it. Now you might be saying, Hey Kyle, it's, it's still a long way away. No, it's not. It's going to be three weeks away. Probably by the time this episode comes out, Jeez, man, maybe even less. I don't know. I haven't looked at the exact number. Either way, it's very soon. Mm -hmm. And the last section of this makes sense while we're talking about it now. But mm-hmm. first up, inventory management. It's the bane of every Go player's existence. Whether you have a full unlocked inventory or whether you have 500 spaces. But first up, it's a catching event. There are raids, but you're, you're going to be catching and you need to manage your Pokeballs. Now, we had a discussion on Discord last week asking questions in this regard which inspired me to write it this time around how many do you need and the honest answer is it's different for everybody and i know that's not as helpful as i usually try to be here but instead i have some other general tips to have for how to decide how many you need and first up is 
where you're playing is a huge factor on how many resources you need when you start. If you're going to play downtown Chicago, for example, or, you know, Central Park, New York, you know, someplace insanely dense, Mall of America, for example, mm-hmm. you don't need that many Pokeballs. So you can you can start with kind of whatever you have. And as long as you're spinning, you're probably going to maintain unless you are playing very hardcore, which then that's going to factor into how many you start with. AR quick catching, you probably outpace. Oh, yeah. Man. But if that's the case, you probably don't need a review course on how to prepare for an event. <laughs> yeah, you, you probably already have 3,000 <laughs> Ultra Balls sitting in your inventory. Because you know. <laughs> I get so it. You ever, if, you ever, if you haven't ever watched somebody AR quick catch uh, out there, go watch a video. It's incredibly impressive. I can't even follow it. It's insane. You know quick catching, it's probably twice as fast as quick catching and quick catching is already like five times faster than regular catching. It's so. nuts, man. But as we're mentioning, your play style is very important. If you AR catch, you're going to need a lot more than somebody who's quick catching. You're quick catching. You're going to need a lot more than somebody who's regular catching. And if you're using something like a pokeball plus and you're holding down the button, like a lot of people have on theirs, you're going to need a lot of red Pokeballs. But if you don't use a Pokeball Plus, you probably won't need that many because you'd prefer to use greater Ultra Balls for the scenario. And so that's going to factor into how you manage however many slots you have for your storage. That said, I find the rate to get Ultra Balls just absolutely abysmal. So I don't even tend to think about it. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I, I could use a boost there. Next up are Berries. Now, first thing, you want to make sure you realize how many you have. Or next thing you know, you scroll down and you actually have 1,200 berries and you're like, I should have maintained this sooner. I know that I did that when I was starting to write this section. <laughs> Get rid of your Nanab berries. Just, I don't, why yeah. do you have them? Feed them to the nearest gym if you've got a gym. Just throw them down the drain. You're not going to need them. No. When is the last time either of you genuinely used a Nanab berry? for anything uh i think on like a shiny zubat in the wild wow <laughs> what Ew. yeah uh, well i guess for a zubat that makes sense for me i mean i did earlier today just because i when i'm at a rest stop and i have time to sit and bury everything and quick catch everything, <laughs> i just i just end up you know there's oh there goes a banana whoops Whoops, a banana slipped out. I think think the last time I used one was for a shadow Pokemon that was being exceptionally aggressive. I definitely don't use it because of its effect. I just happen to use it. Oh my god. Feed it to a gym, Mitch. (laughs) I... At least it'll give you Stardust. Kyle, Kyle, we're Team Yellow. We're not in gyms. Yeah, I know. It's an eternal struggle. I do my my best, but... (laughs) Yeah, if, if I'm not in gyms every night... Uh, Candela shows up in my house and, and beats me over the yeah, head. You have no excuse. Uh, you have no excuse not to feed all of your berries. What's your berry badge at, Chris? My my berry badge? Oh, yeah. it's, it's abysmal, dude. I know it is. I'm saying you don't have an excuse. You don't need to share um, it. It's okay. I need to get that to platinum. Okay, that's yeah. Oh, it's, that's it's so many go platinum. Oh no, dude. I'm I'm looking right now. Go ahead. <laughs> 
4,155 out of 15,000. I have 11,047 out of 15,000. So, I mean, wow. that's still a lot for both of that's us. That's 11,000 is a lot. 6,457. Jeez, dude. Out of 15,000. If I still lived at home, I would have this at I would have this at platinum now. Oh, I can get this gym to gold right now. Okay. I'm glad you said that. There's a gym in the middle of Mesa Verde that I think the park, the national park, that I think I'm the only person that has been to it in like three months. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I can get that you have a Pokemon right. there? I have a shiny Zatu at Knife Edge Road. Nice. Oh, okay. I don't know why I'm calling my don't nobody go there and take and, and nobody go. <laughs> someone's gonna, someone here is a spoofer and they're gonna go knock you out. No. Anyways, anyways, as for how many berries to keep, again, it's no magic number. Maybe you use a berry on every Pokemon, in which case I don't know. I, I can't I can't help you. I'm sorry. You there's not enough inventory space in the world. <laughs> but that said. If you're drowning in golden raspberries because you never use them, you don't need to keep like 300 regular raspberries as well. So you just got to look at them and consider, do I need these? And then convince yourself that you do. And then complain about how you have no room to your (laughs) co-host every week. (laughs) Uh, And also during the event, don't forget silver pineapps exist. Use them. I don't know how many you guys are sitting on. I never use them because I forget they exist. I have like 12. I've got like 150. Whoa, I my use, God. I use mine a lot, but I still have 164. <laughs> I just, I never use them. I never even think about it. I use them all the time, man. I'm using them now on Magikarp. 14 oh, yeah. Oh, there you go. God. Okay. That's, that's berries. Last up is everything else. Because there's too many to actually go through individually. It's going to use your best judgment on a couple of them. But first off, if you're really preparing for GoFest, throw out all of your revives and potions. Get rid of all of them for um, Pokeballs. I wouldn't do that. Raids give you enough to maintain yourself um, if you're going to do it. I actually... Do they? <laughs> I would, well, first off, first off, the only thing in raids worth raiding during GoFest is going to be Axew. So, yes, I think they do. Seconds. I would say I always sit and I have like I have like 4000 spots. So like mm-hmm. I sit on 20 usually uh of each max potions and revives and if I have more than that then I get rid of them. But 20 yeah, tw- of Okay, 20 is fine. 20 yeah. is 20? fine. But that said that yep. said, also, you could cool. get 20 in like 10 minutes of spinning stops and gyms if you oh, were true, in a true. in a metropolitan area. All right. So, here's the thing. If you're rural, it's potions and revives have um, a lot more value, have a lot more value because you're you're short manning raids. So you're taking more damage overall and you have less stop density. So you can't spin as often. So just just keep that in mind if that you're rural and you have like only two or three other people to play with. Don't spin stops for these items. They come from gyms, Chris. Hmm. Spin photo discs at gyms. But the, <laughs> point, the point is that a lot, a lot of people are like, I spun 50 stops and I didn't get any items. All right. One thing, one thing I will point out that is that the availability of gyms correlates directly with spawn <laughs> density of, sorry, not spawn density, density of stops. Yes. Uh-huh. Well, the, Yes. So it's if you're more rural, that's still it's a linear thing. <laughs> it'll, it'll be a, a bummer. Just a but, big old but bummer. A lot of people don't 
don't prioritize spinning the gym itself because you have to go yeah. through the extra animation, for you example, gotta, if you're not using a spinner. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> That's not that much more time. No, I mean, no, it's not. It, no, it's but it's an inconvenience for sure. It's an extra menu, and for those of us mm-hmm. that complain about gifting, I suppose we have no leg to stand on. We're gonna, here. Oh, yeah, no, we're gonna get there. It's a preview for later in the episode, Chris. Don't worry. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, gonna move on. Uh, if you have a ton of rare candy, you're just sitting on. Now is a good opportunity to think if you can store it somewhere, like mm-hmm. in a Mewtwo, a Rayquaza, or re- really whatever Pokemon Reshiram, of your choice. Dialga, Reshiram. Zekrom, um, all of them, great Swampert. choices. No, don't do Swampert. Don't do not do that. You're going to catch plenty <laughs> of money. We're going to get there. <laughs> but you don't have to spend your Stardust, but it's good. It's always good to put it into a Legendary that you know you're going to use eventually. Typhlosion with Solar Beam. <laughs> don't, don't, don't do that. That's where either. all of my rare candy is going. <laughs> oh, no. Um, anyways, <laughs> for those of us who are actually doing scanning research for Poffins... Uh, make sure you're using Poffins in the meantime. It takes up space. I, I had 40 at the start of like last week or the 40? week before. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was doing a bunch of the Poffin research and I wasn't using them. So in case anyone else is out there, that's that's space that could be used for Pokeballs. This is why I also mentioned if you have like 400 TMs, maybe consider using or throwing some of them out. You probably will not need all of them. Not the elite ones. Yeah, don't throw those out. But if you have 400 of them, maybe throw them out. I, I think I'm currently sitting on 150 each charge in fast TM. Dude, what? <laughs> oh, well, okay, no. Go to your Mew right now. Add a third move. Use better I think candy to I... add a third move. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> Mew is just like a trash can for this. This is perfect. Where is my Mew? Hang on. <laughs> Okay, yeah. I haven't built a Mew yet. Maybe I'll do that with some of my... <laughs> oh my... That's uh, too many. That's just too many. Yeah. Lastly, for the inventory section, you don't need all 40 of your Sinnoh and Unova stones. Throw <laughs> them out. It's okay. I know you have them there. Also, you don't need any of the King's Rock or Dragon Scales. Or upgrades that you, you need, have. Okay, maybe you need upgrades. two of each. Period. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay. maybe, maybe a couple. You can keep a couple. Yeah, two is okay. Keep ten of each. Two. Is ten too many? I, I keep yes. ten because I like ten, multiples. Ten is too ten. many. Ten is not five. Cool. Five is pushing it for no. each of those. No, no, Five's no. on a multiple of ten. Chris, I'm. Yes, I'm it is. It is point five sorry. multiple. Ten, yes, ten. Is. <laughs> five. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you just said that to me. I can't. You're, I'm done. I'm leaving. Oh my god! Oh my god I'm getting up. A multiple of points. Oh, wow. I felt that through my body, dude. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm upset. <laughs> I'm going back to the salt mines for another shift. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, oh. if, if, it, if it's either 10 or 0, Chris, then the answer is 0, by the way. Well, but it's not 10 or 0. It's 10 or more than 10, and so 10 is my option. No, it's 10 or 0. <laughs> 0 is a multiple of 10. Do you have 10 portals that you need to evolve? No. <laughs> what do you do? Do you have, do you have 10 Porygon-Z? <laughs> Guys, you, leave me alone. Hang on. No, no. This is a <laughs> question. Do you have a hundo I'm being Porygon, bullied Chris? on my podcast, Mom. <laughs> Chris, do you have a hundo Porygon? Uh, no, I don't have a hundo Porygon. Okay, so you need one. 
You need exactly one for your future Hundo Porygon that you're going to level up. That's true. Porygon. We're going to move on, but Chris is a perfect example of why you need to manage your inventory. I also threw out a bunch of stuff when I was making this list because it was a reminder to myself. I had like 10 or 12 of each of these things. That said, uh, Sinnoh Stones and Unova Stones, those are okay to keep like 10 each of Mm -hmm. because you actually will use those for more than one Pokemon. I will also um, mention something. If you are somebody like me that has a hard time, like you, you can you can pare things down pretty low, but not as low as these guys are doing, like two of each of the evolution items. That's ridiculous. If you're like trying to keep up with your bag during an event and you are actively doing rockets or raids or something like that, if you use a revive, it'll necessitate that you use a potion as well. So that's two items right. to use in a go instead of just one max revive, which is something I'm, that I do in order to to like not actively gonna, delete items, but use them faster. Gonna smack you when I see you on Thursday. <laughs> it's just a tip for like in the but middle like, of the day. Just hit the minus sign on your potions and it will throw out all of them. It feels bad, man. We're going to move on now because that's the end of that part. And I have we're only hit 50 percent through this this gear up here. So <laughs> next up is, is Chris's favorite. It's Pokemon storage. Woo! Uh, make space. Don't don't be like Chris and not make space until the night before and then panic <laughs> and then panic and only make 500 space for the whole not event. Enough, bro. And again, how much space you need is going to depend on how well you catch and how you play in general. If you're comfortable mass transferring during play, you know, you probably only need that 500 or maybe 1,000. I I personally will probably try and get to like 2,000 space or something like that. But I'm going to have to feel that one out when I get there after a community day, I think. That said, now's the time to start transferring to home. You can get at least something done in the meantime. You don't need all 40 shiny Weedle that you caught or all 40 shiny Magikarp uh, yes, or I do. 40 shiny Swablu. You know, you don't need them. <laughs> I think I caught 44 shiny Weedle that day. I have nine in my Jeez. inventory. I, uh, there I we did go. a yeah. shiny filter earlier today. I'm at 1,523. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> there are people listening to this show who don't have 1500 storage <laughs> yeah Chris. <laughs> Chris, i bet you a large chunk of the people listening don't have 1500 storage <laughs> oh my god uh, been playing this for years man Why don't you it's not an excuse that's too many get rid so of the community day ones i don't know you know just i have look. like 891 and i i'm like i feel very guilty saying yeah, that. but you transfer oh, i have I do. Yeah, I have 920 and I transfer. I probably transferred more than 100 Chinese. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. I would rather transfer other trash before I transfer my Chinese. You don't have the storage space. (laughs) If you're trying for a living dex, that right there is like 700 slots at this point in the game. And then another 700 for the shiny aspect. And then another 1,500 for your shiny Pokemon. And Don't now, forget the Nundos and the 420 CPs and the CP69. I'm not counting those. Before we even get started, you're already down 2,000 storage space, Chris. 
This is not supposed this to be is... a masterclass on what I'm doing wrong. It's supposed to be a I mean, masterclass on what people can do right. Okay. The Venn diagram is almost a circle. Yep. Mm-hmm. What? Wait, would you say the opposite of a hole is a circle? No, I said the Venn diagram for that is almost a circle. Oh, what <laughs> I thought I... The opposite of a no, hole is a circle. We're... <laughs> That's true. We were talking about Pokemon storage and <laughs> inventory storage uh, and what to do or not to do. Chris is a good kind to not follow. Wait, what do you do, Mitch? I don't keep – well, uh, one of the great – if I had played Magikarp Calm Day, I would have like 50 or 40 shiny carps just sitting in my inventory. I, but I, okay. I don't have more than nine of any Calm Day shiny. You don't need more than – you don't hmm. need more than double that's, digits of that's impressive. any. That, that said, I do have 42 shiny Ghastly, and it's the only one that, that I do. Such <laughs> so, is your right. Okay. So that said, <laughs> Chris has gotten better about his – Pokemon storage, for sure. That said, those shinies got to do something about that. That's okay, though. I mean, I clear like six or seven hundred at a time now just because I'm like, ah, two stars, whatever that is. Just go. (laughs) The shinies, man. That's (laughs) so (laughs) bad. I forgot to tell you two weeks ago. Remember when we had that email a few weeks ago from someone's like, oh, I actually transferred all my Rotom watches and you were like, no! Uh I I transferred all of my Rotom watches. (laughs) No, wait! Oh, I was positive. Right now. I was positive that I had at one start or more than one oh. start. And I didn't. Oh God, Chris, that's horrifying. <laughs> None of them were hondos though, so it's fine. It's whatever. yeah, but you're never gonna get a, a hondo. Rotom you got watch. like people got like five ever. I have one. I I have one lucky wash rodent that I just starred now, so it can never be transferred. I have uh, seven. I have seven Rotoms. Okay, cool. I'll trade wow. you for one. Then. Uh, I will. I will give you one, Chris. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Uh, we're gonna move on because we have a, a long section left here, and then we'll be done for this gear up. And that's the newest edition, and it's with Mega Levels. So Mega Evolutions had its benefits before. If you were trying to match your type, you get an extra candy, you know. But now. Extra XL candy if you're over level 40 at level two is really big. It's it's worth playing around and planning around versus plus one candy, which was kind of a take it or leave it. Here's a little bit extra in the background. And as mentioned, you only get the bonus for XL candy if it's a mega level two and it's your current active mega Pokemon. And it matches the type of the Pokemon you're trying to catch. Those are all important to keep in mind as we go forward. It just has to share one of the types, though. It doesn't have to match. Correct. So you can cover a wide range with a few Pokemon. For example, this weekend, you can use Steelix, or you could use Manectric. Or Ampharos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Some noteworthy Pokemon to boost with your Megas during GoFest Stay at Home 2022 are Lavatar... Drillbur, Axew, Mudkip, Meditite, Swinub, and Galarian Darumaka. So if you're going for a general, you only want to Omega Evolve once, and that's it. That's your whole day, because the Mega will last the whole event. Steelix is your best option, pretty much in general. Steel Ground, which is what Steelix is, boosts Lavatar, Drillbur, Mudkip, and Swinub. 
it also boosts not from this list. Magnemite, Ball Toy, Bronzor, and Trap Inch, which are kind of whatever. Magnemite's a positive, but the other three don't matter for the boosted that much. That said, if you want to go hardcore and Mega Evolve something per hour, here's a couple of options. For the first hour, which is City, there's honestly nothing that stands out, at least to me personally. Nothing seemed like you really wanted XL. So you can take a look and see if something that you are personally chasing. Otherwise, the Mega Steelix, again, is going to boost that Magnemite. Or Alolan Grimer. I know XL Alolan Grimer has some play somewhere in PvP, as bizarre as that may sound. For the second hour, Planes, that one's just Steelix. It boosts Drillbore and Lavatar. That said, if you don't care about that, Planes is when Axew will be spawning. Yeah. And so any of the dragons to boost your Axew candy is going to be the choice. That'd be Latios, uh, Latias. That'd be Latios and Latias, Altaria, Ampharos. That said, Axew's not that amazing. Like, statistically, it's, it's not amazing in PvP. It's not a great dragon type attacker. So in terms of meta usability extra xl candy for drillbur or lavatar would probably do you better in the long run so it's it's, it's all a preference yeah and also we can guarantee that um xu will have a calm day right yeah, yeah at, probably at some, it's there's there's no question about it next up the rainforest hour the only thing noteworthy from this hour is mudkip this is this is kind of a dull one in terms of something specific to hunt for so Steelix covers Mudkip again, unless you want to also boost the other water types in the hour, being Bionicle and Skrelp. You can stick to your Steelix here. That hour just got a lot better with Bionicle being shiny. Yeah, it yeah, did. It did. That, that is definitely true. Also, the page for GoFest was bugged slightly, and instead of showing regular Bionicle, it showed shiny Bionicle in the inventory oh, or in cool. the image space. I thought that was funny. Nice. Mm-hmm. But... There is another option. Pancham's going to be spawning rarely. If you want the extra Pancham candy, a fighting or a dark type mega will be the choice there. I'm not sure why you'd want to, but it, it's an option. Houndoom, Lopunny, or Gyarados are your choices there. Gyarados does boost Mudkip and the other water types as well as Pancham. So if you really want a mid-max, that's probably the one to evolve for that hour. Shrimp Gang. Let's go. Yes. And the last hour is Tundra. And the best coverage there is going to be from an ice type mega, which is Obama Snow. I believe that's the only one in the game currently. Mm-hmm. But Metatite is also going to be spawning from that time. And XL Metacham is very, very strong. So a psychic or a fighting type mega, those being Low Punny or Slowbro, not respectively, we reverse that. <laughs> <laughs> would be worth it just respectively <laughs> I mean <laughs> uh, that was so dumb I'm, I'm so sorry oh, wow. <laughs> it's okay mine was also equally dumb I could have just left <laughs> <laughs> that's fair enough ma'am uh, but that's about all I've got to say about preparing for go fast stay at home edition 
All right. And hopefully you have enough time to prepare your mega levels mm. for the event. Do it when you do your gifts, which is every day. Once every six weeks. Uh, yeah, once a month. Yeah, dude, I got it on the roto first Monday. First Monday of the month, the- send one gift. <laughs> send one gift to Kyle, and then that's it. And- one gift to no, Kyle. No, no, I don't get a gift from Chris. Hang on. I don't think I even have an outstanding gift. No, I don't even open. think I have an outstanding gift from Chris. Okay, I do. I do. I definitely. Well, Kyle and I are lucky. We are. Which is a miracle, I mean, which is crazy. I got to best friends with you a long time ago, Mitch. Um, yeah, but it took like six months. Didn't I beat Kyle? <laughs> Maybe. I thought I, I beat remember. Kyle. I don't remember. Oh, convenient. You don't remember Maybe? that? No, I'm know. pretty sure yes. Because if you won, Kyle, you'd remember. Oh, well, uh, well, hold on. By the way, you don't have your buddy Mega evolved. What's up? Which one? Manectric. What's you want up? my, my Manectric? Yeah. Oh, because I, I already yeah. Mega Evolved him today and then did the other oh, ones. Okay. I, I, I was trying I'm to. I'm Mega Evolving like 10 Pokemon a day, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. I Yeah, me too. I'm doing the same thing. I just go, yep. I don't care. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yes, exactly. That, that it's like, are you that, sure? I'm like, yes. I yes. That reminds me that one of my Gengars is off cooldown, so I have to Mega that you today. do it. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, but before we leave this section behind, I did want to take an opportunity to ask uh, Super Player, Resident Super Player, Mitch, uh, what are, uh, is there anything here that Kyle left out that you might consider, like, you know, if you're uh, going to be playing really hardcore, is there anything in oh, particular that you would call out? Huge. I mean, well, this isn't, this has nothing to do with um, Pokemon, but this has to do with you uh, being potentially outside in the sun uh and walking around um with intention and purpose and generating sweat and heat from your body you you need to bring you need to sunscreen you need to reapply every two ish hours bring plenty of water um fill that thing up if it's empty and just drink uh bring snacks you got to plan out your meals for the day if this is for go fest definitely um you know have a good big breakfast that's gonna keep you going until lunch but not too um, big if there aren't a lot of bathrooms where you're playing yeah and if mm-hmm. you're you know take precautions if you're going to be in a place with a lot of people um maybe bring hand sanitizer if it's safe and you know just don't kill yourself over pokemon go it's just you know take a break sit down in the shade uh regroup your body uh your your legs hurt and they're probably your body's trying to tell you something so just sit and listen to your body yes Don't push yourself yes. as me and then regret it <laughs> yep these are, these are all great uh advice especially because it's going to be very warm out mm-hmm. uh at least where we are yeah, we can talk all day about managing your inventory and things like that but if you don't manage yourself like Mitch is saying then the rest of it is all for naught so all right. Thank you. Thank you, Kyle. And thanks for the added uh, aspect of, you know, self-care, I suppose, <laughs> Mitch. Mm-hmm. I believe we're we're done, right? We're going to move into Pokalore. Oh, baby. Yes, we are. Let's do it. This week, we are talking about some... I can't believe that you guys haven't covered this guy yet. Uh, we're talking about... We probably have. Probably. Well, we'll have a different perspective now that it has a whole community today. Isn't that great? <laughs> I guess, Mitch. <laughs> We're talking about the rock Pokemon, plural, Geodude and Graveler, and Golem, the Megaton Pokemon. What 
what is going on with that name? I the same yep. thing. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I do. I, I must interject. We did the Geodude family on episode 12. <laughs> oh, well, thank God, for your, thank God for your spreadsheet, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh. I didn't remember. I went, I went back through all of our show notes uh, probably like four months ago or something like that three months ago and i wrote down what we did for every pokemon he had something really important he was supposed to be doing instead of that and that's why he did it (laughs) (laughs) i don't even think that's true that's just exactly what would have happened with me that makes sense Um, that stands yeah but but (laughs) to be fair if it was episode 12 that we covered geodude that means that we absolutely did not cover anything about its alolan variant are you sure no yeah we totally we totally did no, no, that's before. I don't think so. I think, damn, yeah, Lolan was not out by episode twelve. Was, we're old. Get out of here, Mitch. We I mean, old. read read Pokalore first. Chris, okay. we are old. I'm old. You're still in your twenties. I I feel old, <laughs> but I'm not. You look old. Oh, oh. what? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I guess I have some facial hair. Okay. All right, you gotta you gotta tell me about Geodude, man. Speaking of facial hair, all right. Geodude is a brownish gray boulder Pokemon. It has bulging rocky eyebrows and trapezoidal brown eyes and a wide mouth. Its arms are muscular with five-fingered hands. Geodude uses its arms to climb steadily up steep mountain paths. As a result of their physical appearance, Rhyperior sometimes mistake this pokemon for actual boulders and fire them through their hands geodude is made from a magnetic rock with a more silvery appearance there are areas on alolan geodude's body that are especially magnetic and attract iron sand creating the appearance of black eyebrows and strands of short black hair what? Its fingers are its <laughs> fingers, which in this same paragraph, they just said it has five fingers. Its its fingers are fused together, leaving only the thumb and index finger free. Stepping on Alolan Geodude results in an electrical shock and sometimes an angry headbutt. Like regular same. Geodude, it competes with others by bashing their bodies together. The iron sand sticks to the one with stronger magnetism. The Alolan golem will fire these geodude if real rocks are absent. They're just getting launched left and right. Yeah. So so the, the discontinuity here is that regular geodude, Cantonian has five fingers, and then they were saying the Alolan version has those fingers fused into like a mitt. Okay, that was my confusion. Okay, because I'm yeah, like, Who yeah, no, it's it's okay. just the way it's written. Yeah, I had to reread it twice. It's, I, <laughs> I didn't realize. Oh, Kyle, I think you're about to say the same thing. I yes. didn't realize that the the black eyebrows and the stuff were like literally like iron files, like iron filaments. I'm I'm kind of offended that it's supposed to be that. It's so yeah. because I think that's a neat like, idea. but it wouldn't look like that. Yeah, it doesn't really follow like, the magnetic field. No, like okay, I could I could buy the eyebrows being caused by magnet, but the hair. Is so perfect. If it was caused by a magnet, it wouldn't be a single spike. It would be like a like a dome. Like it would have like, like circular corner. spots. Like it, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, a little corner. bit. But yeah, like, a little bit. Hmm. I, I don't think I don't think any of us know enough about magnetism and magnetic fields to uh, decide this. I've seen enough videos of magnets <laughs> interacting with magnetic You've seen sand. Enough videos. Yes. Magnetic sand I, videos. 
crypto thing. You're like my first landlord that just watched YouTube videos to fix things and then had to watch another YouTube oh, video gosh. to fix the other thing that he broke. Hey, <laughs> that that's all you got to do when you're a, a homeowner, though. That's how do you true. think you learn how to do it, Chris? I think you just, I don't know, you move into a different house. <laughs> got to move on now. Okay. Well, Geodude evolves into Graveler who is a bipedal boulder Pokemon. Its round body is covered with small bumps and it has a rocky crest above its small eyes and mouth. It has four arms, each with a three-fingered hand. Its second pair of arms is typically kept tucked against its chest. It was shown in Pokemon Snap that, despite having legs, it can revert to a legless form. This grants it the ability to float. All right, hard pause. That doesn't make any sense to me. Like, it's so weird. I mean, like, if that's true... That's cool, but in Pokemon Snap 2, or new Pokemon Snap, rather, there's a point in time where you very clearly knock a Geo or a Graveler off of a wall into, like, the abyss to its <laughs> demise. <laughs> <laughs> he could have just floated up. He's like, oh, well, I'm good, man. That means he's fine. Well, he just came back up after you did that. I guess so. I mean, well, that scans for Alolan Graveler with, like, a magnetic mm-hmm. field or something, but... Sure does. I don't know. All right. Uh, so where was I? Um, in the Alola region. In the Alola region, Graveler looks similar to its regular counterpart, but with a silvery sheen. It lacks defined digits on its upper limbs and has two toes on each foot rather than three. There are several small yellowish crystals scattered across its body and iron sand attracted by magnetism. This black sand creates crystal-like formations above its eyes across the tops of the upper pair of arms and on the sides of its face. Alolan Graveler feeds on Dravite. Dravite? Dravite. Which Dra- Dravite? Yeah. I'm saying Dravite. Which creates the yellow crystals on its body and grants it electrical abilities. It often fights with others over food, and when two smash together, it creates a flash of light and a booming sound. For this reason, people refer to it as the fireworks of the earth. Similar to its Cantonian counterpart, Alolan Graveler also roll down mountain paths. However, instead of flattening obstacles as it rolls, it sends them flying by zapping them with electricity. He's a menace. He is a menace. Yeah. yeah. Be careful hiking in Alola, even more than oh, regular You hi- hiking. Yeah, that sounds horrible, getting zapped by mm-hmm. thunder. All right. Although it probably would be awesome to hear this sound of two Alolan Gravelers smashing the together. Bam. That sounds so yeah. cool. Yeah, that was a whoever you know cool. put this definition, this description together. They did a good job with that, like the, the visuals. I like that. Oh, okay. I'm excited for this next one. The Megaton Pokemon. Golem is a bipedal tortoise-like boulder Pokemon with a spherical body covered by a shell of plated green rocks. Its body is so hard that even dynamite cannot scratch it. Its head protrudes from the center of the shell. The head has a flat snout with two pointed teeth in in the lower jaw and red eyes. It has short arms that have three claws and two legs with feet that have four claws in front and one in back. The head and limbs are light brown in color. Golem grows bigger by shedding its skin once a year. The discarded shell immediately hardens when it's exposed to air, crumbling away and returning to the soil. However, it stops shedding with age and moss grows over its shell. That is really neat. So it sheds its actual skin. The shell is the rock coating. It, the the shell is also its skin. It sheds oh, the, its it sheds the skin. 
So it says Gollum grows bigger by shedding its skin once a year. The discarded shell immediately hardens when exposed to air. So whether or not the shell is part of the skin doesn't really matter or it's not clear, but Mm -hmm. it does indicate that when it sheds its skin, it also discards its shell. Right. It's reptilian in some capacity. Yeah. Imagine if like if if this was like if turtles did this, they would like sneeze, and just blow up and be naked for about a month. (laughs) The same sort of idea. I kind of get it. I don't think <laughs> I don't, that visual did it for you, huh? I don't think yeah. it's very logical. I don't. You know what? I don't think no. it makes sense. No. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of these entries don't make sense, man. <laughs> the mega, where does Megaton come in? I guess we'll find out. Okay, in the Alola region, Golem has much shorter forearms with two claws. I didn't notice that. The feet have only two claws as well. Its face attracts iron sand, creating the appearance of a mustache, eyebrows, and a large black beard. Jutting out of the top of its body are two large black rocks with a smaller rock in between, forming the shape of a cannon. So it's a cannon. (laughs) On the inner edge of the larger rocks are three golden dots. The cannon prevents them from easily rolling into a ball like its Cantonian variant. Alolan Golem is capable of firing the small rock by using magnetism. The the rock will be electrically charged, creating shocks across the whole area of impact. Numbness and fainting can occur if with even a glancing blow. If rocks are not available, it will fire nearby (laughs) Geodude instead. (laughs) Of course. That's right. Could you imagine like if an Alolan Golem and a Rhyperior were getting into a fight and then they're just like Whoa. shooting the same two Geodudes back at each other <laughs> over and over and over again? <laughs> what did we do? That, that, that sounds like a fight from an anime. That sounds an anime cool. that's not Pokemon, but an anime. Yes, uh, but an anime. <laughs> it sounds like a like a mecha, like they're using like rail guns or something. This is a rail gun. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah a golem, right? Yeah, a, a, the same a, thing. Anything, a gun that fires projectiles with magnetism is a rail gun, right? Exactly. That's so I cool. I just had, Kyle, were you the one that explained this to me? No. I had this conversation with somebody because I was talking about how the mainstream gaming media has led me to believe, and this is Doom's fault, that rail <laughs> guns were like like plasma energy weapons. What? That's apparently oh, not no. true. No, no it is a correct. very, very solid true. metal projectile. Yeah. Yes, but but I mean, think about when you when you see rail guns in like you know Doom or Doom or yeah, um, Quake. You know, yeah. those were all energy guns, and so I was like, oh, yeah. weird. But yeah, it's cool. Very very cool. But how useful is it? Cool. Speaking of kind of cool. So this is these are the stats for the Alolan variant, which is going to be out in spades this weekend. Its max CP at level 40 is 2949, which will be a good year. And at level 50, it'll be 3334, which I can guarantee you I will not be alive for that year. It couldn't um, be one lower. It couldn't be 3333. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> Oh. Well, but there's got to be an IV combination where you can get 33333. What if it's not possible? I'll be mad. Me too. I'm already mad. I will be mad. The stats for this dude are going to be a stamina of 190, defense at 198, and attack at 211. Pretty middling, but not bad. Yeah, middling, but but a fair representation for each stat. I mm-hmm. think, yeah, yeah. all around two hundred. That's okay. Not not yeah. far from two hundred ever, which mm-hmm. is good. And the best move set for Alolan Golem 
uh, is going to be after this weekend, it will be rock throw or vault switch with wild charge and rock blast as your charge moves. You bet. That's it. And fun fact, the Alolan Graveler is better for PVP. My understanding. Mm-hmm. Alolan Graveler is pretty fun to use too with the rock blast spam. Yeah. Are we sure? Do we know if uh, Graveler is getting the move too or no? No, there's no way. It's not. I don't believe it is. Oh, they would have made a fight for Oregon to get it, and it was a signature move. Yeah, and that was still after the fact. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Something. Hmm? Mm -hmm. Well, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to catch a lot of Geodude this weekend, and we're going to have a lot of Golem and stuff to. That's this is important. That's what's up. Geodude with to launch. That's have Golem to launch the Geodude. Right. But also, a very cool thing is if you look at your Alolan Golem in, uh, you know, the model in your Pokemon Go app, if you tap him, he fires the the, the rock and then mm-hmm. does the two steps forward thing. So if you want to see what that looks like, it's like, oh, it I wonder cool. what that would look like. You can literally just go do it right now, which is pretty cool. All right, Mitch, thank you so very, very much for reading the <laughs> Pokalore this week. I am even more excited to catch some uh, electric magnetic rocks this oh, weekend. Man. It'll be fun. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And that means that we're heading into the Pokepole. Kyle, take it away. So last week's Pokepole was, what's the one thing you seem to always forget when preparing for or during an event? Didn't restock Pokeballs. Forgot to do the special research. Completely spaced out on using a Lucky Egg or Star Piece? Let us know. Our first response is from Venus C. Prime, and they said, If I didn't forget about photobombs all the time, I'm reasonably sure I'd be at the Platinum Medal by now. Also, more an after-the-event-is-over thing, but I keep forgetting to transfer excess shinies to home. Hmm. Yeah, I feel that. Uh, the photobomb thing, though, yeah, I think the earliest you could get it was, like, last May. So there's there's a lot of opportunity for that platinum medal now. Okay, this one, the second one is from Arkham Patient. They say, hello, Chris and Kyle and Mitch. For me, it's definitely about storage. Every second or third calm day, it seems like I forget to clear out enough Pokemon to make room for the hundreds of catches. And at some point, uh, I'm wondering why the Go Plus isn't targeting Pokemon and I panic about enough balls or needing to charge my plus just to find out I'm out of room in my box. Then it's a dash to release some things like CPs that are too high for the targeted league, that kind of thing. But I know I've missed out on some catches because of missing that prep. Got to make sure that you have, you know, a basket to put your eggs in. Yeah. Got to empty your basket. Right. Yeah. So you, you need ample space. In ample space. And as Kyle outlined earlier, 500 spaces is not enough. Maybe some more. (laughs) Every once in a while, though, I'll be going to make space and I'll just find like a large pocket of community day Pokemon that I didn't transfer. Isn't that strange? I'm like, why do I still have feel here? Where did these come (laughs) from? Yeah. Every once in a while, I go through and sort by number and then just take a look. Yeah, uh, and you like I have so oh, I have Pikachu. forty Caterpie. Let's let's get rid of some of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's whatever. Like you know, the uncommon spawns are for whatever are out in the wild. Just, Those are the ones yeah. I'm like, oh, you know, they, they just yeah, because you, you skip uh, over them when you're mass transferring them. You're like, I don't know, right. I might need that. Exactly, you never need yeah. it. Yeah, no, never. Especially mm-hmm. like when they're new Pokemon. It's hilarious. Anyway, this next one is from Tim a Rap. Definitely the photo bombs. The worst was last year after GoFest when I learned I could have gotten multiple. Rockstar Pikachu. I occasionally got one if I'm 
I I occasionally get one if I'm taking photos of my buddy after giving it a poffin, but usually still up still end up forgetting the rest. Yeah. Yeah. I don't always forget the photo bombs, but I definitely forego the photo bombs almost every time. <laughs> I, I probably should start doing that, huh? Probably. Well, Let's hold each other accountable this Saturday for Alolan Geodude Day. Yeah, Let's do I, it. I don't have to catch the one that spawns. I just have to take the picture. It's fine. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Next one's from PR Portrait. And they said, if I had a penny for every time I didn't use a star piece or lucky egg during an event, I'd have $30. <laughs> that's, that's a lot. <laughs> Think about all the stardust that you've oh, missed. That breaks my heart. It. Like don't 3 million stardust. It. You've probably missed more Stardust than you've ever earned. Oh, <laughs> Don't twist the knife. Dude. Oh, <laughs> disgusting. I just, that's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> Breaks Wait, my heart. You can't miss out on more Stardust than you've ever earned. had. Yes. That's yes, not you, possible. Yes. That's that's not possible. You, have you never heard that term? Yes, no. What, what you, Theoretically, over the course of four GoFest, you earned 10 million Stardust. Mm-hmm. If you had used a star piece for that entire time, it would then be 15 million stardust, meaning you earned 5 million from using your star pieces, which is right. not more than what you've ever earned, but still. It's- right. That's I'm just saying it's a mathematical oh, impossibility right. because it is a Te- modifier. It's a percentage modifier and a base amount that you have, and it never exceeds twice the amount of stardust. Yeah, yes, ever, because the star because piece is fifty percent. Look, it's right, a state, it's, all I'm saying. It's no a general <laughs> statement. Doesn't matter that it's not possible. Okay, it's okay. also technically not possible to have a penny for each one used equal thirty dollars, but it still means it's a lot. Okay, but that's a joke. <laughs> so was mine. Oh, I didn't think that was a joke, man. Oh was my like, god, that's not right. That's wrong. You're, no, Chris is right. I actually, mm-hmm. that doesn't, yep. it doesn't make mathematical sense, but I'm not a math, <laughs> it doesn't I'm not track. a major. So that's, I don't. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're going to move on now. Okay. This is the last response. Loxo says, I don't have much issue remembering in-game things for the events. Maybe the occasional lucky egg I forgot to pop or remembering to put eggs in incubators as I get them. That said, I can count the number of times I remembered to take my portable battery to keep my phone on life support (sighs) events on one hand me too oh no that is such a bad feeling yeah and then but you know we all kind of have the friend that's like i've got six power banks who needs one (laughs) (laughs) Moo. Me now. I mean, I've like oh, a lot now. of people. A lot of people. Yeah, There's always people. somebody that's like, oh, yeah, I have two. You know, you just, just uh-huh. plug in and then give I'm it back when you're, when you're out of charge. Yeah. Exactly. Nice. So this week's Pokepoll is what is your biggest pet peeve in Pokemon Go? Why don't we let the guests go first? Oh, yes. I'm ready with this one. Uh, I have. Oh, oh, I can't even say these three words. Cowboy hat Caterpie. I hate no, you. <laughs> no, dude. Did I say Wait, hang on. That's two words. Exceptional person. I, n- n- uh-uh. Not a, no. Not in my house. Yeah. Wait. Cow- cowboy's one word, Mitch. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Cowboy- <laughs> okay. Okay. I said three. No, 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 no. Yeah, I know. It's I know. A, it's yeah. Cowboy okay. hat caterpillar. Oh, that is three oh, words. Okay, it is. You're right. You're right. <laughs> hat, yeah. hat. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> what? I got you guys. 
I think we just got Uno <laughs> reverse carded uh, to our reverse card. <laughs> we need card. to hurry up and finish this episode. Yeah. It's getting sorry. Late. Sorry. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, your your biggest pet peeve in Pokemon Go is is the Cowboy Hat Caterpie it's account. Stupid. I just hate the idea of there just being this hat with no basis. It's I just am uh, I'm annoyed by it for no good it's reason. Not, it's not about whether or not it needs to exist. It's that <laughs> it's that the the energy is in the room. I love Mike. Cowboy Hat Caterpie. Mike is the guy who runs the account. He's one of my favorite people in the Pokemon Go sphere. And uh, Mitch, my heart is breaking. Okay, well, I have, okay. Breaking I my heart. I have no <laughs> problems with the with the man. All right, Kyle, what about you? Biggest pet peeve in Pokemon Go? Mine's very general. The UI is awful. Just across the entire mm-hmm. board. I don't I can't think of a single good aspect of the UI. I like That's, that when you hit the Pokeball, it expands into a bunch of different neat icons. Mm-hmm. That's cool. You mean like when you're catching a Pokemon? No, no. In the overworld map. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Sure. The menu selection is is passable. But the the way to interact with gifts, it's awful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The the way to interact with selecting your Pokeball or your berry when you're catching a Pokemon is not good. Mm-hmm. Sorting through your inventory is terrible. It's just it's it's all bad. It it needs a rework from the ground up. I am sorry. Yeah, I, I guess so. You know, in my mind, I'm like, oh, it's not so bad, but it's because I've gotten used to it and my yeah. muscle memory is there. But to a new player, it probably is a little like, huh, this seems a little antiquated. Yeah. Like or... it's not it's not unusable, although the gifting is just just abysmal. But it's not unusable. It's just yeah. not where it should be for a game in 2022. I agree. I agree. Yeah, hopefully we see them overhaul that soon. Although I think if they're prioritizing things correctly, it probably is lower on the list than all that. Um, They've got some other things that they would rather do, I'm sure, and things that they're currently working on. Like, man, the interim ranked season for GBL is just about to wrap up. So I'm excited to see what we we hear from them. We might get a second Um, one of those. (laughs) That would be funny. That would be (laughs) funny. But as long as they tell us about it and they give us a good reason and an update on what they've been working on, I feel like that would actually be okay, depending, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Um, but, but here is my pet peeve, and uh, you know, I feel like I'm going to make somebody upset saying this, but <laughs> honestly, this is the thing that bothers me the most. I mean, we have a stance on this show that you shouldn't break TOS and things like that, and we've been very sure to warn you of those things, and that if you do engage in these things, you do so at your own risk, and the risk can be grave, and by that we mean you'll lose your whole account. Right. And all that sort of stuff. That's the ultimate bad. You're not going to get arrested, but you will lose your account. And if you have a lot of time and money sunk into it, was the spoof really worth it is the question. So that's not even that. If people if people spoof, if people use all these other sorts of things to cheat for distance and stuff like that, and you keep it to yourself, that's great. Play the game however you want to. You understand the risk that you're assuming. What I cannot stand and abide personally is if you spoofed somewhere to get a 100% of this new Pokemon and then you brag about it in your community, Uh, I have no respect uh, for that catch whatsoever. And it really bothers me. Uh It does bother me because we know these people exist and I don't want to get in their face about it because enjoy the game the way you want to enjoy it, right? For sure. But in no world is that the same value as somebody that that actually caught it. Right. It's counterintuitive and counterproductive to 
the way that the game is set up. You know what I mean? And this mm-hmm. is, again, this is not about anybody that has some sort of accessibility issue, you know, like, oh, I spoofed down the street because I'm bed uh, ridden, you know, or something like that. This is not that. I'm talking about mm-hmm. people that only spoof, choose to do that way of playing, you know, and then walk around or go or not, not even walk around. They go to discord servers and stuff and brag about it. I'm like, why? Well, uh, yeah, I don't I don't get where you get this satisfaction from we all know it's not real (laughs) you know like whatever but i'm really interested to hear what everybody else's answer is too so if you dear listener have an answer to this week's pokeball question which is what is your biggest pet peeve in pokemon go you can answer that question when we post it on twitter Uh, if you're a patron of ours on our patron discord we have a channel just specifically set up for pokeball or you can send us a voicemail by calling 262-586-7717 and leaving a voicemail there or you can leave us an email to mail at gocastpodcast.com. And we're going to get to that. But like first, we're going to pass on over to Fish and DeFi. We're going to be covering, you know, a lot of the newer stuff, like how Firefly Cup is going, but also like a deep dive into Araquanid, which I'm super hyped about. So enjoy. Hi, I'm Fish on a Hater. And I'm DeFi 250 and this is PvP Corner, the PvP segment that swears it doesn't get angry when it loses. You get angry. DeFi, what's going on in PvP? Well, we are almost done with this interlude season. We are currently in May 17th to the 24th, which is Open Master League and Master League Classic. Coming up, our last week of the interlude season will be all three Open Leagues. Are you running anything for Master League Classic or Open Master League Fish? Yeah, no, what I have been concentrating a little more on my regionals team and my regionals tournament coming up. So I have not been up for getting my butt kicked in Master League quite at the moment. How about you? Oh, Florgis is up there now? What? Has that changed? I don't. I guess that this is the first time I've played since Florgis was introduced. Right. Um, it runs Vine Whip, Disarming Voice, and Moonblast. So it's got two fairy moves. It also has access to Psychic and Petal Blizzard. Which, Petal Blizzard is not a great move. Um, psychic is pretty good. So would you go like Psychic Disarming Voice? Or Psychic Moonblast. Or Psychic Moonblast, yeah. all the debuffs. So we are getting well along in our Firefly Cup for May. DeFi, how has your Firefly Cup been going? It's been going all right. So I am currently, I think, 3-2, I want to say. So about 50-50. So in most of my tournaments, I'm trying. I've got two Volt Switch users, which are Alolan Graveler and Galvantula, and two Counter users. Uh, which are Heracross and then Vigoroth. And then I follow up with Wormadam Trash and Lickitung. So I can run a few different kind of ABB style lines where I have something different out front and then either my two Volt Switchers or my two Counter Users in the back. Or I can play around with some other combinations. So I tried to pick a team that had a lot of flexibility. Uh, me, I I started out really well. I won my first six matches in a row uh, now i'm at nine and four so like that sounds good on its own but i'm actually not happy with that i i expect better of myself 
Moving into the GoCast tournament, we are currently in round three of five. We have 23 participants this time, including GoCast Chris for the first time this season. Yeah, really excited to see that Chris has joined. Uh, And did you also see that he has gotten himself a spot at the Ohio Internationals competition? I did. We signed up at the same time. Yeah, I, I mean... I'm very interested in this kind of renewed interest. In uh, do you think maybe he's playing the GoCast tournament as like practice for the pick six format the regionals will bring? Possibly. I'm just excited to see him back in the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that is not all. We also have Arkham Patient and G Polyrath who have joined up for what I understand is their first ever Sylph tournament. Chris has played Sylph tournaments before, but this one is his first for the season. And we've got Jay Engineer 6 who is playing his first tournament for the GoCast server for this season. So good luck to all four of those people. Taking a look at some of the most popular picks in the GoCast Cup makes a lot of sense compared to what's popular in general. I'm seeing a lot of Galvantula, a lot of Vigoroth, Wormadam Trash, and Frostlass. I am going for the Alola badge. Uh, It's technically called Alola to you too. You need to place in the top 50% of a ranked tournament with a team of six comprised only of Alolan variants of Pokemon. So my Alolans are Alolan Raichu, Alolan Sandslash, Alolan Ninetales, Alolan Graveler, Alolan Muck, and my favorite one on my team, Alolan Geodude. Not Graveler, Geodude. That's awesome. What moves does Alolan Geodude have? Alolan Geodude has access to Volt Switch, so it's another Volt Switch user. And then it has Thunderbolt and Rock Slide. Have you been able to use it particularly much? I've used it once. I played a line against uh, Chelsea or Dark Ice 17, where I used all three of my Volt Switchers. I used Alolan Raichu, Alolan Geodude, and Alolan Graveler all in one team, and it was pretty awesome. Uh, I think I've told you this off air. I don't think I've said it on air how I am also going for a badge now in a tournament on another server. I have gone with all electric types because like I have said before, this is the month to do it. Um, This is a month where just the meta is very comfortable for people running one particular type, that being electric types. And so I have built a team of... Lantern, Alolan Graveler, Galvantula, Hisuian, Electrode, Raichu, and Zapdos. Ooh. So I'll give you updates on how that goes. One more thing. We've talked about DeFi's meme teams before, but there is a player on the server who seems to just keep on out-memeing you, DeFi. They do every single time. And they did it again here. So shout out to ZT Smith. Heliolisk. Heliolisk. Mm, Heliolisk. Yeah. Um, Heliolisk is an electric normal type. So it's going to be weak to those counter users, which there are so many around. But it does have really nice moves in Volt Switch, Thunderbolt, and Grass Knot. Not super tanky. It's got an overall stat product of 16.13, which puts it like an average is like 1800 ish 1613 puts it in the same category i mean that's glassier than trevenant glassier than frostlass um yeah i think 
let me check Galvantula. How does it compare to Galvantula? Galvantula is 16-16. So Heliolisk is pretty much as tanky as Galvantula. But doesn't have nearly as much attack output. That's right, because uh, Thunderbolt takes four Volt Switches to get to, as opposed to Discharges three. And on a glassy Pokemon, that difference is magnified. But I'm sure ZT Smith is aware of <laughs> the shortcomings of Heliolisk and is running it either way. Yeah, I'm sure Grass Knot, I feel like people could be definitely taken off guard if they're not familiar with Heliolisk. And that's part of the benefit of running some of these off-meta picks uh, or spicy picks or crazy picks, depending on what you're doing for the month, because mm-hmm. people, you can surprise people. So now it is time for our deep dive. And D5, we wanted to do a little spotlight on a new Pokemon that has just entered the game that is making some waves. Yes, there is a new spooter in town. Welcome to PvP, Araquanid. Araquanid evolves from Dewpider. Chris and Kyle did a great job spotlighting this Pokemon last week. It is a water and bug type Pokemon, the only one in the game besides Surskit. Uh, so it's the only viable one in PvP. The ideal moveset on it, you want Bug Bite with Bug Buzz and Bubble Beam. So you're definitely not using an Araquanid for its water damage, but it benefits from the resistances that it gets from being a water type. It is currently ranked 13 in the PV Poke rankings for Open Great League. So that is a huge deal. We saw how much the rankings were mixed up when Trevenant was introduced, when Walrun was introduced. This is another Pokemon that is really shuffling the Great League meta. This is not a Pokemon you want for Open Ultra League. Even with a best buddy level 50, it maxes out around 2000 CP. It is not big enough. But you could use Dewpider and Araquanid, if allowed, in a Little Cup, though. So those would both be really, really good choices. Now, the thing that is making Araquanid such a big deal is the specific wins that it gets. For example, its typing allows it to be the only thing, apart from Surskit, that actually walls a wall rain, um, which is a big, big deal. It actually stops wall rain being such a safe safe switch uh it also beats trevenant which wall rain and trevenant make a great core and was formerly only beaten by obstagoon now you've got something else that can take care of that it resists fighting ground steel water and ice so the fighting resistance can allow it to beat all of your counter users like your metacham your scrafty your Machamp, even though Machamp is running Rock Slide, it still manages to beat that. The water resistance allows it to wall a Swampert, and the ice resistance, as mentioned, allows it to wall that wall rain. Also has wins against Umbreon and Azumarill. Um, Umbreon being a dark type weak to the Bug Bite and Bug Buzz. And Azumarill, even though it resists those moves, can't outbulk the Araquanid. How often do we get to say that? Azumarill is just not bulky enough to withstand the barrage of bug bites. That's fantastic. So not only Azumarill, Araquanid beats all of the other meta water types other than Jellicent, and even that is a very, very close matchup. It also crushes pretty much all psychic types because of that bug bite damage. 
When you take a look at what Araquanid loses to, most of those losses come from flyers. Pelipper, Altaria, Skarmory, Talonflame. Birds eat bugs fish. It's mm-hmm. just part of the circle of life. <laughs> it also loses to electricity and rocks. Now, technically it does lose to rocks, but get this. We've already said it still beats Machamp just because of its big bulk, even though the Machamp is running rock slide. Now, another big rock user in Great League is Galarian Stunfisk. And due to the bulk of this Pokemon, it actually takes the one shield scenario against Galarian Stunfisk very, very close. In a straight PV poke simulation with the default IVs, the Galarian Stunfisk survives with just two HP left and the G-Fisk loses in the two shield situation. So if you find yourself getting locked in between your Arachnid and an opposing G-Fisk, if you, if you have two shields and you're willing to spend them, you will come out of that with a win. So let's talk about all the different ways you could use it in the Open Great League. As we just talked about, Araquanid loses to the Flyers. It also loses really hard to Registeel with that Zap Cannon damage and also has a tough time against Ghost types. One pairing that you might find working with Araquanid could be a Whiskash. Whiskash can use Blizzard against your Flying-type Pokemon, has pretty good matchups with the Ghost, and definitely makes easy work of a Registeel. Scrafty is another potential option. It crushes the Ghosts, obviously. It can handle Registeel as long as you don't get hit by that Focus Blast. And it can actually beat some birds in certain situations. I believe it beats Skarmory in the two shields if you keep power up punching and countering down through that and I think it doesn't do too badly against Mandibuzz either off the top of my head. Another Pokemon that could potentially work is Galvantula. However, you will struggle against Galarian Stunfisk because Galarian Stunfisk pretty easily beats Galvantula. And like we said, you have a tough, tough matchup against a Galarian Stunfisk. And here's one that I always like is Kanto Ninetales because it has pretty good matchups with its weather ball and overheat against a lot of the flyers so obviously skarmory it's going to crush that uh, it does beat mandibuzz fairly consistently i believe it beats talon flame if you manage to land that overheat or if you can shield a brave bird then you can just weather ball your way through that and it's pretty neutral against the ghosts, except Trevenant, which it just straight up beats hard. Also, Registeel. Registeel is a really good matchup for the Kanto Ninetales as well. So it has some really nice matchups against a lot of those things that would typically counter the Araquanid. I am really excited to see this Pokemon out in the Open Great League. It is huge on the screen. It is a big bug. A little scary looking, can intimidate your opponent, but it's fun. I like seeing these updates to the Great League meta. I would say that Araquanid definitely shuffled the meta a little bit, but I don't think it completely flipped it upside down. Yeah, not like Warrain did. No, I don't no. think anything could, could uh, do what Warrain did. So that brings us to the end of our deep dive. Next up, we have a voicemail DeFi. Yeah, it looks like we have one from Pepper is Found. So here we go. Hey, DeFi Eve, this is Pepper is Found, and I'm calling because I wanted to say... I appreciate the way you play, how you purify every shadow Pokemon. It is extremely validating because players like me who were just starting out, we had no idea that shadows had any particular value. 
Um, so, you know, we all have our stories about how we accidentally purified to make a hundo and now we're looking back on it and we're cringing. But, you know, it's always good to take a step back and realize, hey, the game can still be played and we can still have a fun time. Also, Shadow Pokemon are just so expensive to power up candy and Stardust-wise, especially so legendaries. So I think the community really needs to normalize purifying Shadow Pokemon and just, yeah, I think that's a wonderful step you're making in the right direction. Also, just playing with the Pokemon values and the friendship and saving them from Team Rocket, I can't help but wonder if Niantic is looking at the player base and thinking, you were supposed to fight the Sith, not join them. <laughs> but there is no right or wrong to play Pokemon Go, and it's just always nice to have a reminder for that. Although, may I offer one exception to your Shadow Rule, and that would be Shadow Mewtwo. I would find it absolutely hilarious to watch you use the boss's own ultra weapon against its own grunts. It's just even more so hilarious because, you know, you don't really use Shadow Pokemon. Anyway, just food for thought. Love the show. Keep it up, Fish and Deepa-E. Yeah. <laughs> Aw, thank you so much, Pepper is Found. I love it. I love purifying my Shadow Pokemon. I keep a couple of them, just kind of like Mewtwo, just because I feel like peop- like the internet will come after me <laughs> with pitchforks and fire. Mm-hmm. If I purify my Shadow Mewtwo, I thought about it though. My Shadow Mewtwo is a ninety-eight percent. I could oh. purify it for the Hundo. Oh, that's nasty. Um, I know some. They're gonna come. I'm gonna get people coming after me if I do that. So a couple of them I do keep as a Shadow, even though I never use. I never use them. So why, why keep them if I'm not going to use them? Yeah, I I want to be able to do that like i want to be able to take that stance of like no i'm not going to use the pokemon that are in pain i'm gonna purify them or set them free but then all the other battlers that i come up against who have absolutely no problem with it they're just gonna (laughs) they're just gonna say yep okay you you do you and then beat me with all the shadow pokemon no i Definitely agree that there's a lot of benefits to using shadow Pokemon. I just prefer to use the purified ones instead or just using regular Pokemon. And a lot of times a regular or purified version of a Pokemon will outplay its shadow variant. So I'm going to put this one straight on Niantic. Like it's Niantic, make it so that shadow Pokemon aren't an advantage in PvP. (laughs) Then I'll be a lot more comfortable purifying them. Yeah, I I really wish. I feel like it, purified Pokemon were supposed to have an advantage. Yeah. Like they were supposed to have like a special defense buff, or they were supposed to do better against Shadow Pokemon, and that never manifested. And I wish it did. Which is so strange. Like that makes for a very interesting strategic bump in the game. It really does, and it just like uh, Pepper has found said, it goes against the narrative of the game. You're supposed to save. <laughs> You were supposed to fight the Sith, (laughs) not join them. Uh, All right. So thank you, Pepper. We have a few shameless plugs. DeFi, go ahead. All right. I started using my Instagram again. I made my first post with my low punny uh, graduating from with my master's degree. So I've used my Instagram. I want to start using it a lot more. 
Also, we've got the Mall of America trip coming up. Chris and Kyle might mention it on the show this week, but I am so excited to meet people and spend community day out at Mall of America with the GoCast community who can make it there. Uh, Be sure to check my socials for some highlights from that. And potentially, there's nothing posted on it yet, Fish, but I made a TikTok for DeFi250. So maybe that TikTok might get a little bit of use this weekend too. Okay. Okay. I'll make sure to give it a follow. Check it out. You should all do that too. For us at Pallet Town, I want to give a shout out to Hisui and Ryan. He's been on the show before. He was the winner of our Ultra League draft competition. It was a lot of fun and we are looking to do it again. If you want to participate in an Ultra League draft competition, you'll find the link to the Pallet Town Discord server in the show notes under More Fish. It is, I think, a really good way of getting slightly out of your comfort zone to be able to learn Ultra League a little bit more. Or if you're already comfortable in Ultra League, that might be your favorite league. I know some people do talk about Ultra League being their favorite. Then it's just a great way to expand your horizons with that as well. Looking ahead to next weekend, the Bremen Regional Championship in Bremen, Germany is taking place, as well as the Vancouver Regional Championships in British Columbia of Canada. Indianapolis Regional Championships were streamed, so I'm hoping, let's cross our fingers, that Vancouver will be streamed as well. We'll all be taking a look at the Play Pokemon Twitter account to see when and if that gets announced. So to close out, we love hearing your feedback. If you have any questions or suggestions for myself or DeFi, you can direct those comments to pvpcorner at gocastpodcast.com. In the show description, you can click on more fish or more DeFi to take you to our other projects and ways to contact us. And in the meantime, we'll see you next week. Bye. All right, thanks a million fish and DeFi for yet another wonderful PvP corner segment. Okay, Kyle, the dust has settled. The, the sun has risen. Where are we? What what's happening? It's time for emails. Oh, that's right. And no voicemails this week. And there's just one really short email. <laughs> oh. So this is the downside of us recording so quickly after we have published an episode. There's not a lot of turnaround time for people to send us an email. But that's not to say we didn't get a high-quality email anyway that is perfect for Mitch to read. Oh, my goodness. Am I glad that Jeff wrote in because he writes, Chikorita is the worst starter for sure. It is a disappointment (laughs) to the grass-type gang. Sorry for the long email. (laughs) Signed, JJ. (laughs) Thank you. It's true. It's just the way it is. I'm sorry. It's nothing. Chikorita is nothing. Yeah, man. Uh, we got an angry email from Mr. Team Magma Tyler about your he opinion on Chikorita. Me personally and attacked me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, I'm sure the beef uh, will continue this weekend. Don't worry. The beef is getting cooked. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's a phrase. Yep. If you, dear listener, would like to send us an email just like this fine folk did, you can by sending it to mail at gocastpodcast.com. And again, uh, voicemails are also an option. You can do that by calling 262 586 7717. 
You can also visit our website for all things GoCast, GoCastPodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter, not our only, but might as well be our only social media account, <laughs> at GoCastPodcast. You can help support us on Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash GoCastPodcast. $1 a month at minimum gets you access to our patron-exclusive Discord, which is like the best place on the planet that is not actually on the planet per se. But shout-outs to our elite trainer tier patrons, Cyprian, Bo, Daniel, Zekwa. Wait, hold on a second, Mitch. Do you want to do it again? I'll do it again. Okay. Why not? All right. That's me rewinding the tape. All right. Go for it, Mitch. Okay. Thank you to our elite trainer tier patrons who are Cyprian, Bo, Daniel, Zach Walker, Andrew, Lori, Michael, Ozzy, Ted, Tish, Ben, Marvin, and Mimi, Svorts, Thayer, Jason, Justin, Charles, Modders, and Lee. Thank you very much. I, that one was worse than the first time, but thank you for giving me a second <laughs> chance. Nobody's going to be able to tell the difference when I'm done with it, Mitch. Oh, <laughs> wow. And thank you for doing that. Uh, that's just, you know, it's just what we do here. This is all smoke and mirrors. We're actually 12 years old. Our voices are not this deep. Yep. Mm-hmm. All righty. So we need to set some goals and then we're going to ski daddle out of here. Right. So we have uh, our meetup this weekend and this includes a Lolan Geodude community day. Mm-hmm, so we mm-hmm. got to set some yeah. goals for that. Uh, all right. I've got I've got some goals. First, I'm only going to set a goal of 10 shinies because I'm actually not sure how much I'm going to actively be playing it's probably going to be much more passive it's going to be much more passive at that time but another one and it's a different it's a different one i want to complete 200 trades over the weekend i want to trade all geodudes with somebody else because i want what the because i want the free evolutions oh okay that's smart i take it back (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, have, I have a bunch of like okay i'll put that in my goals <laughs> obviously I, I do have other trades to make you know mitch and i are lucky friends we'll have to coordinate mm-hmm. what the heck we're gonna trade whatever but, yeah yeah probably a ghost type i'll ask for a ghost I, type. you probably want anyways. like a a giratina or something a shiny giratina giratina ah all right so 10 Chinese, 200 trades, and 500,000 experience. Because, again, I don't actually know how much playing is going to happen this weekend. I think you'd be surprised. I know. I might. Mm -hmm. I might. But that's why it's at least a goal that will take a little bit of work. Okay. And uh, is that it for you? Just those three things? I think so. I can't think of anything else right now. It's going to be a a, hopefully a chill week. All righty. What about the special research? Uh, Oh, special research? What? Yeah. a Lowland Geodude Community Day. Oh. oh, I assume that that just gets You're, done. Come on, what? come on. I'm not. I'm not you. I get it done in the first five <laughs> minutes. I, I get it done too, just not in the first five minutes. Exactly. You get it done on minute. Uh, what? Three uh, hundred. A hundred and seven. Yeah. Whatever the last one is, and I'm always just like, this is power hour, and I'm like, what, what that really means is I'm actually paying attention for that last hour. <laughs> yep. Alrighty, Mitch. What about you, sir? Okay. Well. um I'm thinking about a reasonable shiny goal. I think I'm going to do 24 because I think even if we do play passively, it's like Moa is really, really good. Like, so any, like you're going to be in range of like three to four stops, no matter what. And I don't think the shiny rate is any different, but I tend to find that on these days where they're not like starters, I walk away with so many <laughs> more. <laughs> yeah, easily, so. easily 24. Um, And I'm going to set, I'm going to do 250 trades just to 
not <laughs> not have to do all of them every day. But nice. uh, if I max them out on two of the days and then do some gravy ones on top, no pun intended. Because I have some, I have a bunch of dino, rock rough, like good stuff to trade away to people. And hopefully other people have good stuff saved up to trade also. And like it's for distance too. So yeah, yeah. And then a third. So 24 shinies, 250 trades and. How about, I'm going to set a lucky Pokemon go. I'll do 25 new lucky Pokemon. What? Well, that's a. Is that ambitious? That's a lot of luckies. Mm, uh, yeah, no. That, that's a lot of luckies. We'll go with that and see how close I get. I don't, I'll be shocked if I make okay. that. Because I have a lot, I have like a good amount of lucky friends going. So. Okay. Anything else? Have fun. All right. That's All a right. good goal. I'm going to put that down. All right. It'd be really funny if that's the only one you missed. What if I, yeah. Well, what if I have a horrible time? Yeah. You're like, I got 24 shinies. I did 250 trades. I got 26 luckies. So one more than I originally thought, but boy, <laughs> did, was it miserable. I hated every <laughs> minute of it. <laughs> okay. For myself, 20 shinies. So kind of between these two and uh geodude special research, 50 kilometers walked at the very least. I think I'll probably do more than that this weekend uh, between mall of America. And uh, we're doing some other stuff in surrounding areas. 200 mm. trades as well, even though I, I despise the fact that I'm putting this down. But because Mitch mentioned luckies, I'm going to try to go for 10 luckies. Mm. And those are primarily going to be coming from trades because uh, I'm still working on getting those luckies for my level up challenge. So, oh, well, see, so then you need that. I do. Yeah, we we I, needed I do. me to set that goal. Yeah, I did. You're right. Thank, thank you, Kyle. You've enhanced <laughs> my life by making yourself <laughs> a little bit miserable. I appreciate it. Exactly. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> that's true friendship right there <laughs> all right speaking of mr mitch thank you so much for joining us again after just being on it's been great it was a slow news week so it was a blessing in disguise to oh have to be like, thank hey, you uh, you guys recording yeah no it's, it was great um yeah and we're looking forward to hanging out this weekend man yahoo yahoo yeah me too i'm super excited thanks for having me on again absolutely all right everybody thanks so much for listening all the way through and we'll see you on the other side of this weekend at alolan geodude community day for episode 193 bye-bye bye now bye